0: Hello and welcome to the latest episode of the Odds On podcast, your home of football and sports betting. My name's Dan Tracy and for the next 45 minutes I'm joined by two top guests as we dissect all the numbers, look for the value and find those long shots before this weekend's football action. As I say it's not just me on the show today so before we start waxing lyrical about wages let's get the introductions out of the way. First up I'm joined by Craig Jones. Craig it's a pleasure to have you on the show once again and I hope all is well. Thanks, Dan. Yeah, all good over here. Um, Again, sort of more twists and turns in the Premier League
1: this weekend. Uh, The EFL's coming to an end as well, so we've got that, and then the playoffs to look forward to. And, of course, Sam Allardyce returning to the Premier League. Uh, Absolutely fascinating appointment by Leeds at a time when they're in desperate need as well. So I just think the next couple of weeks of football are going to be absolutely brilliant. And and that's without really mentioning the title race as well, you know, I think. I think there's, there's far more important things to focus on elsewhere that are that, that catching
0: my eye than that. Um, but, yeah, obviously, we have still got sort of a title race going. Yeah, I mean, with what? The last month of the season, you think to yourself, how many more dramatic twists or headline news can there be? And then Sam Allardyce comes from nowhere. And it just, just the Premier League is this machine that keeps, keeps rolling. Unfortunately, Jamie, Spurs aren't really a machine at the moment. They're going backwards. I know you probably don't want to talk about Spurs, but I'll ask about Spurs all the same. <laughs> Another disaster at Anfield, it must be said.
2: Yeah, I mean, obviously every week, keep coming on here, speaking about Spurs, doing something a little bit crazy. Unfortunately, it's often bad. Um, and yeah, again, this week, it was another disappointing result. Obviously, great to kind of fight back from 3-0 down. Disappointing that we went 3-0 down in the first place. But uh, yeah, obviously a good kind of fight back nonetheless. Disappointed that we lost, but look, kind of signs there that this is a good team and, and maybe that's just a lack of confidence at the moment. So, you know, if the new manager has got to come in and sort that. Um, so, yeah, it's going to be interesting. But, um, yeah, looking forward to, the, to kind of discussing this week's action as well. Um, for me, I was looking at the championship. It just looks really exciting, kind of that race for the playoffs. That's something that I'm I'm looking forward to on the weekend. Obviously, so many teams can kind of still get in it does look like it might be a formality, but I think with the championship, it's, you know, it's one of the most exciting leagues um, in Europe, without a doubt. Always so close. Always crazy stuff happens in that league. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be interesting to see who does get into the playoffs. Um, and then, obviously, going to be exciting to see the playoffs as well. So, um, yeah, lots of good football to talk about. So I'm looking forward to this one.
0: Absolutely. We've got plenty of championship chat towards the end of the show, but there's so much to cover beforehand. So that's all the intros out of the way. Let's get down to business. And, of course, before we start... Wherever you bet, check first with freebets.com, your best place for offers, tips, and insight. And from a social media point of view, if you're placing any bets this weekend, let us know via the odds on podcast hashtag. And who knows, we may be discussing your winners on next week's show. OK, where should we start first? Let's look at some midweek Premier League action. And it starts this evening as Manchester City play host to West Ham. So, Craig, it's now eight successive league wins for Peps' men. It's one to five for the victory at the Etihad. That is not going to get pulses racing, but do you have a bet that will? Yeah, I think the first thing to say about Manchester City is that
1: between now and the end of the season, when when they're playing in the Premier League, they're going to be very, very short odds. And if you wanted to bet on Manchester City, I think you've got to be a bit creative um, to to actually get something worth doing. Um, One bet I do like is where you're going with Jamie in the next question, but I'll not mention that anyway. What I have put together is what I would call a fairly simple and easy bet builder for the game. Um, the odds are 2-1, to one, so it's not huge for a bet builder. But in terms of what you can bet on for Manchester City, I think 2 to one's quite big, really, at the minute. Um, Erling Haaland to score any time. Manchester City to be winning at half-time and under 10.5 corners in the game. Um, the, the first one's a bit of a given nowadays, I think, with City. Um, the second one, you know, in recent weeks when they've improved, they're constantly starting on the front foot and they always have a strong sort of 10, 15, 20 minutes. Um, so I think they'll score early. And the last one, um, over 10.5 corners, which is the opposite of what we're going for, has happened just 19% of Manchester City games this year. So 81%, if yep, my maths are right. right. Um, yeah, it does happen. Um, so yeah, I've thrown that together. It's two to one, like I said, but it's, you know you can't bet on much more, better odds than that
0: with Manchester City at the minute. No, there's not a lot of value there, but a good combo bet all the same. I like the look of that. Jamie, we can't overlook City and the fact they've won each of the last five league outings, but have kept... No clean sheets in that process. So with that in mind, do you fancy the home win and both teams to score at thirteen to eight? Or do you mm. see him breaking the trend and securing a win to nil at evens?
2: Yeah, look, I, I think here it's going to be a case of both teams scoring, um, you know, City, they have been on this, this strange run of where they have been conceding these one-off goals. But look, they're a team that just scores so many so that they, they kind of have that, you know, that leniency to be able to concede one or two. And um, yeah, I just think obviously we've seen kind of Pep experimenting with different kind of formations. It looks like it's maybe taken a bit of time to adjust to that. Um, Obviously, as a team and and going forward, that's doing really well. But, yeah, they are letting in the old goals. So, I think that that will be the case here. Um, Also worth mentioning that West Ham have scored in each of their last eight matches... Um, so I, th- I think that that's, that's important to note they've scored ten times in their last four as well West Ham so it's been a bit of a pick up from, from them as well um, so yeah I, I think given City's tendency to kind of give away one or two goals I can certainly see the hammers getting on the score shit here but uh, yeah I, I do still think it'd be a Man City win so both teams to score and a Man City win is, is the way I'd go
0: OK then let's move on to Anfield that same evening as obviously Liverpool got the better of Tottenham on Sunday it's now four successive league wins for them now, Craig, is there any traction in backing Jürgen Klopp's men to finish in the top four or to five to one? For me, no, I don't think there is. I'll mention about for people who think they they
1: do have a chance uh, in a minute, because I do think now's the time to bet. I just, I can't see Newcastle falling off. I think they've hit form at exactly the right time. So Liverpool are essentially chasing Manchester United. Now, I can see Liverpool getting within maybe three points of Manchester United, but I don't quite see them getting there. Um, the gaps at seven points at the minute. Manchester United have got a game in hand, and um, I think they're just going to sort of scramble over the line without playing well and, and pit Liverpool to the post. Um, is it, how I see the rest of the season falling out. What I would say though is that if you do fancy Liverpool to to finish in the top four, now is the time to bet because I think Liverpool will win the next couple of games. They've got two winnable games at home: Fulham and Brentford. Manchester United have got trickier away tasks at Brighton and West Ham. We'll get into those games later on in the show as, as we talk about those. I just think if you do fancy Liverpool, now's the time because those odds could be a, a hell of a lot shorter in sort of a few days from now.
0: Yeah, I know what you mean in terms of the gap. If, say, Liverpool were seven points behind with the game in hand, that 5-1 to one looks a lot more tempting. But I just think they're going to run out of mileage in terms of chasing Manchester United. And as you say, kind of United aren't going to blaze themselves between now and end of the season. It's going to be getting there rather than kind of impressing. So... It's a good bet, but I don't think it's going to be enough to uh, to get back into your pocket. But Jamie, the most side men are at home to Fulham on Wednesday. A similar situation as to Manchester City in terms of the odds for home win, really, just one to four. So again, not much on offer. Is there something that you can tempt the punters in terms of a best bet?
2: Yeah, look, I, th- I think this will be a big win for, for Liverpool here. Um, I can see them emphatically defeating Fulham. Fulham, a little bit of a drop off recently. They've suffered three defeats in the last five. Um, so I can see Liverpool taking full advantage of them here. And I think it would be Mo Salah who will kind of head that. Um, I'm backing him to score two or more at 4-1. He's been on a really strong uh, run of goals recently. He's got nine in his last ten. Meanwhile, Liverpool themselves have scored 43 times um, in 16 home games this season, so I think it's going to be a case of um, Liverpool creating lots of chances against the Fulham side, who, as I said, have been struggling a little bit recently. So, um, yeah, I'm going to back Salah to score two or more um, at four to one.
0: Okay, then let's move on to Thursday, and it's Brighton versus Manchester United. So, Craig, can the Seagulls exact some FA Cup revenge? Odds of nineteen to twenty, and boost their hopes of European qualification at the end of the season. Yes, I think they
1: can. Yes, and um, I will say I am surprised to see them so short in the betting. I was expecting there would be odds against, only slightly, but, but still expecting odds against. Um, we saw Brighton sort of back to their best at the weekend. They put six past Wolves, and. They will still see this as a Manchester United team that are slightly vulnerable at the back, and um, I think this game's going to mean a lot to Brighton. I think, as I sort of mentioned in the past couple of weeks, the FA Cup meant a lot to Brighton and losing out in the FA Cup meant a lot to them. I think they 'll want revenge I think they 'll be playing for revenge, and obviously they are still playing for points to to aid their european bid and um, i just I do really think Brighton will win this I think they 'll be up for it I think they'll they 'll want to sort of come out and give a statement as such that you know they are a good side and they can compete
0: with Manchester United and I think they'll take the three points Now of course Jamie the last five meetings at the Amex between the two in all competitions have ended with over 2.5 goals is that what you envisage tomorrow you can currently have that odds of just four to seven
2: Yeah, look, I I think this would be a case of where Brighton do come on top here. I think that um, uh, Man United they have looked a little bit leggy recently, obviously did get that win against Aston Villa. So that was, um, you know, kind of impressive considering the way that Villa have been playing. But I think away from home, this is going to be kind of a different case, uh, certainly a different game here for them. Um, and Brighton, we obviously saw them get that big emphatic win uh, against Wolves, that 6-0 win. Um, so uh, the IMAX, they just look really good at the moment. They are undefeated in four. so I think Brighton will come up on top here. Um, and yeah, I, I do think there will be goals in this one. So yeah, over over 2.5 goals is, is the way it goes as well. But yeah, I do like a Brighton win as well.
0: OK, then let's have a look at the relegation outright market. Craig, Sam Allardyce is at the Ellen Road helm as the new Leeds manager. They're currently 8-15 to to go down. Would you take that bet, or do you reckon Big Sam could do the business?
1: No, no, I don't think he can, and it is a bet that I would take. I do think that of the teams down there, leads are going down. The, the, the answer I would love to give to you here about the bottom of the table is just that it's too unpredictable to have a bet on, and just move on, let's talk about something else. Um, because I, just, I genuinely don't know what to say to you. Um, one of the certainties that I can give you about the bottom of the table is the teams who do finish 16th and 17th and stay in the Premier League can count themselves very, very lucky because the bottom of the table is bad. Uh, And in other years, those teams would have been relegated. In terms of Leeds in particular, sort of as they stand at the moment, before we see the Sam Allardyce effect, they don't look like winning a game of football at all. Um, Yeah, they they score goals and and they regularly score one goal a game, but that's not enough when you defend as poorly as what Leeds are doing. If Leeds want to get out by scoring goals. They they need to be scoring two, three a game. Um, they're just not defending good enough at the moment. To me, they're in deep trouble and they look like a team that's heading to the Championship. But then again, sort of, the flip side to that is, I would argue that so do Everton, so do Nottingham Forest and, and so do Southampton. And all four can't go down. Of those at the bottom, I think Leicester are the only team that are giving me a bit of hope about them. I, I do think Sam Allardyce is... It's definitely a, a, a big roll of the dice for Leeds. I, to me, it's like, boom, or, or, or you know, it's going to work and they're brilliant, or it's just gone and, and Leeds are down. I don't think there's a middle ground with Sam Allardyce, but I'm just not sure this Leeds team are made for them. They've, they've got many unhappy players at the club. They've got many players underperforming. I don't think they're a very strong side, both physically and mentally either. I, I think we've seen Leeds really collapse in recent weeks. I just don't think it's a Sam Allardyce team. Um, so for that reason... I do think they go down and I would take that bet. But
0: you can make a strong case for many of the others going down as well. Well, this is it, Jamie. I mean, we launched our bid for Chelsea to get relegated last week. It looks like they're just going to escape. So let's take them out of the equation and we'll take Southampton out of the equation as well. So a month or so ago, there was, what, eight, maybe nine teams that could have gone down. It's now going to be two from Mm. four, that being Leeds, Leicester, Everton, Nottingham, Forest. So if you had to pick two of those, who would they be?
2: Yeah, I mean, look, Southampton, it looks like they definitely will be down. I think it right there. But look, I think the rest of it's going to be very tight. Um, I was kind of looking at it and, and how I thought the results would go. Um, and for me, I had Leeds finishing on 30 points, which of course would see them go down. Um, I just think the fixtures that he's going to come into, Sam Allardyce, is so tricky. You know, going away to Man City, facing Newcastle, West Ham away is going to be tough. Tottenham at home on the last day. You, obviously, we, we know with Tottenham, you never know what to expect. But look, obviously, there's a Spurs side that that are maybe shown some fight under Ryan Mason. So, I don't think it'll be a case they'll just go to Ellen Road and, and kind of get rolled over. But maybe that's something they can get something from. But I don't, I don't quite see it. And I think they'll end on 30 points. So, I think Leeds will go down. I think Forrest will join them. I think it's going to be between Forrest and Everton, kind of fighting out to avoid that final, uh, that 18th place spot and going down. Um, it's going to be so tight between those two. I've kind of got both teams to finish on 33 points and Everton just staying up on goal difference. Um, I'm with Craig. I do think that Leicester will just about have enough to stay up. And looking at their fixtures, I think that they are the team that probably will get the most points. and and of course, they've got they've got that quality as well. I think this is a side that should not be anywhere near or should not be near the bottom three. Certainly not fighting out until the final day when you, you look at some of the quality in that team. So I think Leicester will just to be about safe. And uh, I think that it'll be Forrest and Leeds that join uh, Southampton in going down.
0: Yeah, I'll give my two pence worth very quickly then. Southampton, obviously. Forest. I think, because... Just the way they lost at Brentford, I think that's going to be a bit of a hammer blow these last four matches. It's just not enough there for them. No continuity in their team. And then really it's a toss-up between Everton and Leeds. I think really it's a case of can Leeds do the job under Big Sam? Can Everton get goals with Calvert-Lewin? That's going to be it really. I think that's the uh, the flip of the coin. And I think is Big Sam dated in his approach? Probably. Dominic Calvert-Lewin's still got something. you know, He showed on Monday he's got the ability to score and I think that might just keep Everton safe. But anyway, let's move on because we're going to go bet building once again and it's a massive one in the race for the title and European places. It's Newcastle playing host to Arsenal. So Craig, a little different for you this week. I'd like the match outcome, please. Yeah, I'm going to go with a Newcastle win in this game. I think this is a
1: very big game for Arsenal and again, one where they're going to feel the pressure a little. As we've seen for the last few weeks, when Arsenal play under pressure, they're a different team to when the pressure's off. Uh, they beat Chelsea, yes, but I think anyone would really beat Chelsea right now. Um, Newcastle are favourites to win the game, and that may surprise some, but it is not a surprise to me. Uh, the top four is well within their grasp. Third place is where I think they'll finish. Um, it will be an outstanding effort. I think they've hit form at exactly the right time to land it. Um, if you think Arsenal still win the league, then I think this is where it comes to an end once and for all for good this weekend. I think Newcastle win this game. Uh, home crowd behind them. Big game for them.
0: And I think they deliver. Okay, and Jamie, as always, i like the over-under on the goals, please.
2: Yeah, I, th- I think this is going to be another high-scoring game over the last couple of weeks. I've been going for over 3.5. And I think it'll be the same case here. Um, obviously, two teams that kind of have lots of goals in them. For Newcastle, they've netted 13 times in their last three matches. So, kind of really emphatic there in front of goal. Um, Arsenal defensively some real kind of question marks over them have conceded 12 times in their last five Um, in the other end they've scored 11 so that's obviously quite an interesting stat to see you know they've they've conceded more than they've scored recently Um, so I think that we'll see a game with with lots of goals here Uh, I'm gonna go for over 3.5
0: okay then I'm gonna go to the corner market and play it just a little safer because Arsenal are averaging 9.47 corners that being for and against. Newcastle are on 11.27. So add those two numbers together, we're just above 20. Divide that by two, you get 10. So 10 is the average between the two clubs, getting over seven shouldn't be too big an ask on the time. And therefore, this is the pick going on the betting slip. Okay, then just to recap our three picks. Craig's on for a Newcastle win on Sunday. Jamie's gone for over 3.5 goals. I've gone for over seven corners. This one is seven to one. That means £10 on the betting slip £80 in your back pocket if it gets over the line. I hope it gets over the line for you. I hope it gets over the line for us as well. But let's have a quick chat about the game itself now. Craig, the Magpies won this corresponding fixture 3-0 at the tail end of last season. It's 28-1 for the same to occur on Sunday. Is this something that may take your fancy?
1: Yeah, I mean, I think it's half right, Dan. I do think it's half right. that The number I think right is the three for, for Newcastle. I do think Arsenal will score a goal here, though. Um, if you were asking me for a correct score, I would go 3-1 to Newcastle. Um, Which sort of ties in with with Jamie's thoughts about the goals. I think we'll see goals as well, but I do think both teams will score. Um, I I just see this as, as a game where, you know, Newcastle, if you look at how they play and how they've attacked recently, look at them and then compare that to the defensive showings that we've seen from Arsenal recently. I would discount the game against Chelsea on Tuesday night because Chelsea offered pretty much zero threat. Um, but look, before that, and Arsenal have really struggled to contain teams. Even when they played Southampton, they were all over at the back against the team at the bottom of the league. I just think what Newcastle are doing at the minute, and, and crucially what Newcastle also have, is players coming off the bench You can add a bit as well, you know, for the last sort of 20 minutes, 25 minutes. I just think Newcastle going to have far too much and outscore Arsenal in this one. Um,
0: but yeah, I would I will go for 3-1 rather than 3-0. But 3 uh, nils a fair shout at them odds. Okay, and Jamie. By the same token, the reverse fixture at the Emirates earlier in the season ended in a 0-0 draw. Craig's going for a home win. If you're picking the match outcome, what individual bet takes your fancy before kickoff?
2: Yeah, I think this is going to be a really exciting one. And I'm, I'm going to go pretty emphatically on one side here in terms of who I think will win. I think Newcastle will win emphatically win this one. I really think they're going to kind of go big. I think it'll be a case of where Arsenal are going to crumble a little bit under the pressure here. Obviously, we've seen in the, in the recent weeks how, how they've kind of um, dealt with that pressure and and it's not been great. And uh, they're going to come up, come up against the Newcastle side, who I think are going to be able to take full advantage of any kind of signs of nerves here from Arsenal. So, uh, yeah, I really like the look of a Newcastle win. I think both teams will score as well. So combining those two, a Newcastle win, both teams will score. You can get that at 10 to 3.
0: OK, then, Craig, if you're looking at this game from a half-time, full-time point of view, how do you see events unfolding at St James's Park?
1: Yeah, I've let the, the odds slightly dictate where I've gone here. And I've gone with a, a draw at half-time and Newcastle at full-time. Um, I, I just think I think there'll be goals in both halves. It wouldn't be the biggest surprise in the world if if Arsenal and Newcastle went in 1-1 sort of at the break. Then Newcastle really sort of showed their quality and, and took the game away from Arsenal in the second half. Um, far bigger odds than going for Newcastle, Newcastle. Uh, so, so I've gone that way purely for the odds more than anything else. I just think that Newcastle, at some point in this game, We'll kick
0: away from Arsenal and go clear and win it. Okay, and Jamie, in terms of the top four, regardless of the outcome on Sunday, do you think Newcastle Mm. are now over the line and in next season's Champions League?
2: Yeah, I, I think so. I mean, Liverpool are probably the only side that could potentially catch them, but I just don't see them making up nine, the nine points that they are behind them at the moment. So, yeah, I think it's going to be amazing that Newcastle are going to get there. Um, for me, I think that would undoubtedly make Eddie Howe uh, manager of the season, unless Mikel Arteta and Arsenal were to somehow kind of get over the line and win the title. So, for me, Eddie Howe manager of the season for, for sure if he was to kind of they do get in that top four. As I think they will do, obviously took over when they were 20th in the league. They finished 12th last season and now he's taken them into the top four. So I just think kind of what he's done and obviously a lot of people will talk about how obviously they've they've got this new ownership, but I I haven't spent like a a great deal of money. I think they've gone through the team, you know, they methodically looked at it and, and kind of looked at getting at the right level players and they are building a really strong team there. So you can see with Chelsea, how you can get new owners, you can throw money at it, but you've got to kind of build something in terms of an actual team. And Newcastle have done that brilliantly. Eddie Howe's kind of coached players fantastically well. Um, so, yeah, I think if, if Newcastle do get the line in the top four, I think Eddie Howe's certainly my manager of the season. And uh, I think they will do it.
0: A big shout there. But now it's time for some big bets. It's our long shot, Akka. We go anywhere in the world on the hunt for odds between 2-1 to one and 5-1. to one. So, Craig, you're up first this week. What have you got for me? Yeah, it's the
1: Premier League for me. And I'm going to go with Bournemouth to beat Chelsea, which is 5-2. to two. Um, I, I would happily say here, without a doubt, that I would take any team in the Premier League to beat Chelsea at the moment. And that includes the likes of Leeds, Southampton, anyone else who you see were struggling at the moment. Um, Bournemouth, you would m- maybe think are in that group of teams. But they're not. they sort of under the radar. That they've kicked clear and safe from what was a terrible position. And we've been focusing a lot on the teams that are still stuck in the bottom and not really talking too much about Bournemouth, who have quickly sort of slipped away and they're well clear now. And they've won four of the last five games. They've beaten three relegation rivals in that run. They've won away at Spurs. And yes, Spurs are struggling. But none of those, you would say, offered a huge challenge. But the same can be said about Chelsea. Chelsea are not going to go to Bournemouth and offer them a huge challenge with the way they're playing at the minute. Um, I think Bournemouth are a great bet. they five to 2 which is over, over and above what we need for the long shot, and I think Bournemouth beat Chelsea to uh, give Frank Lampard even more to think about. Okay, Jamie, what have you
0: got up your sleeve?
2: Yeah, look, off air, we, me and Craig, we kind of clashed with this one. We both had, the, uh, both had the same in, in Bournemouth beating Chelsea. I think you couldn't go past this segment without mentioning this one. Of course, Bournemouth, and um, you know, as, as Craig pointed out, there they've been on a really good run, winning forward the last five. Of course, you know, level on points with Chelsea as well, which is just such a real surprise to see. So, yeah, I think that's definitely a good shout there. Um, I've got another one as well. Um, I'm going to go to Italy for my pick and and Napoli to get another win. I'm backing them to do it to nil against Fiorentina, odds of 2-1. to Uh, Fiorentina, they're currently eighth in, in Serie A. Uh, they've won just once in the last four, so it's been a kind of a tricky run for them. Uh, Napoli, of course, they're a side that probably are going to have the title wrapped up by this, this, uh, this game. Um, I think as well, they've been on a, a, a really strong run in terms of defensively as well, uh, where they've managed to keep eight, eight clean sheets in the last 12. Uh, and I think they'll do the same again here against Fiorentina, and uh, you can get that odds of two to one.
0: Okay, then I'm off to the Bundesliga as Hoffenheim play host at Eintracht Frankfurt. Oliver Glasner's men make this journey, having gone nine league games without a win. And even though their season is running out of steam by quite a pace, a European return is not out of the equation at the end of the campaign. To have any chance of earning that European spot, they need maximum points. And thankfully for them, Hoffenheim have lost each of the last three. Now, in fairness to the hosts, they also need a win, as they are only a point clear of the relegation trapdoor before the weekend. However, I'm backing the visitors to finally end their barren run of results, and I'm backing the away win odds of 2-1. to one. And of course, check out freebets.com for all the latest offers and enhanced odds from all the leading bookmakers. Right, let's focus on some more Premier League topics now, as first up, to the Vitality Stadium as Bournemouth play host to Chelsea. Craig, another loss for Chelsea midweek. Why are they so hapless under Frank Lampard?
1: Yeah, I mean, for for me, Dan, there's numerous issues, but I think there's, there's quite solid things that they need to solve. First of all, they've got a manager in charge who's not going to be there next season. So why would the players be playing for him? Why would they be trying to impress him? Uh, Secondly, the team's got absolutely zero identity at the moment. You don't really know what they're going to do. There's no style of play. There's no link up between two or three players who are are together where you can see them creating something. There's just absolutely no identity about this Chelsea team at the minute. And lastly, something that's been there all season long, regardless of when Frank Lampard joined or not, uh, Chelsea don't have a goal scorer. You know, you you will not win games of football if you don't score goals. Um, you just need someone who you can rely on to put the ball in the back of the net, or worst case, someone up top who you can play off and link up with and bring others into play. Uh, Chelsea have got neither. They've got a Aubameyang played up front for them yesterday, and and I, I don't know. I, I think if I'm right, if I'm right, in what I saw. He's got like Engolo Cante, one of the best defensive midfielders in the league, playing off him as a sort of second striker. As such, um, he's just crazy. I just think Chelsea—they're the only three problems for me. That you know, they need a manager. The manager needs to sign a striker, and the manager needs to work out how this football team's going to play football. They've got some good individual players in there. Get all those sorted in the summer, and you'll be fine. I think it's fairly clear what they need to do, but at the moment. They're an absolute million miles away from actually doing
0: it. OK, Jamie, let's focus on the game itself because if you're looking at this game from an any goal goalscorer point of view, what player takes your f- fancy before Saturday?
2: Yeah, well, obviously, firstly, good luck to Mauricio Pochettino in kind of coming into this, this real mess and he's obviously got a massive job on his hands here. You know, I, I think there was it was always going to be a big rebuild job for Chelsea. They've tried to do it all at once in terms of bringing in, what, 18 new players spending nearly £600 million. So, That was always going to take a lot of time. And I don't think you can kind of ever really um, kind of skip past that rebuild. It's always going to take time, as I said. So, yeah, massive job whoever comes in. It obviously looks like it's going to be Pochettino. um, But, yeah, I think on the weekend, I think it's going to be more disappointment for them. And I think it's going to be a former player of theirs who's going to inflict that misery. Um, and I'm going to go for Dominic Solanke to score any time. Obviously, scored in his last appearance against Leeds as well. Um, he's facing his former club, so I think that motivation is going to be there for him. He's 9-4 to four to score any time, so uh, I do like the look of that to kind of score against his former team um, and, and inflict more misery on
0: them. Well, I think for every defeat that Chelsea suffer at the moment, Poch's salary is going up by at least another couple of million, really, because he's just he can name his price now, can't he? Chelsea won him that much. But obviously, Potter's manager of Tottenham. We're going to North London next. It's Tottenham versus Crystal Palace. Now, Craig, can Spurs take advantage of a Palace side, which is pretty much on the beach now after getting to that 40 point marker? Or is there going to be more misery for Ryan Mason's men? How do you see this one panning out? Yeah, you, I'm, I'm stuck a little here,
1: Dan. You, you've got me as such. Um, and I'm going to break a podcast rule. I'm not going to answer your question. <laughs> um, I, I can't back Spurs at the moment. I, I genuinely can't back them. But on the other hand, why would you back Crystal Palace? Um, what I do think we'll get here is goals. So I'm, gonna, I'm not going to sit on the fence and say it's a draw or try and work out one of the two teams. I'm going to give you a different bet instead. It's going to be a goals bet and it's going to be double figures. So I'm hoping that you'll forgive me because I'm giving a double figure bet. Um, the, the one thing that catches my ear, I think this could just be a really wild and crazy game. So I've looked and both teams to score in both halves is 12-1. to 1. Um, Crystal Palace are on the beach this had become quickly become a phrase of the podcast um, they were really carefree against West Ham at the weekend I thought uh, big wide open game you know, and it resulted in a lot of goals I don't need to tell you or anyone listening to this how Spurs are conceding at the moment we all know that they really lack of communication at, at the back like crazy at the moment but they are scoring so I just think this is going to be a game that's going to be absolutely anything it wouldn't surprise me if either of the three results came off but what would surprise me if it was low scoring. So, double figures, I just think both teams to score in both halves. A, I don't know, a 2-2, two, 3-3 two, three, three draw, a 4-3 win either way. Or I, I can just see something like that happening. It's 12-1. to one. I would rather take a chance on that at small stakes, big odds, than trying to work out whether I back Tottenham or Crystal Palace.
0: Yeah, do you know what? I think I'll take that logic. It seems pretty sound, actually. I mean, last weekend we saw some relatively crazy results. We're getting to that... Point of the season so i think that's actually a really sound bet but jamie if i was to ask you for a result and over under 2.5 goals combo what option would you be going for at the tottenham hotspur stadium
2: yeah i'm i'm definitely going for lots of goals here um so over 2.5 would definitely be my pick um i would also combine that with the spurs win um i think that ryan mason has obviously shown a bit of signs that the players are kind of playing for him There's been a bit of a lift, Um, so maybe I'm being a bit optimistic. But uh, look, I've I've kind of liked what I've seen in certain aspects of the game. Obviously, defensively, it has been shocking. And uh, I think over 2.5 goals is definitely helped by Spurs and the way they're defending at the moment. Obviously, now sixth in the league, for most goals conceded. 57 times they're conceded this season, Spurs. So it's been, obviously, defensively really horrible there. Obviously, Palace themselves, they scored four against West Ham in, in their last outing as well. So a side who do have goals in them as well. Um, so, yeah, I, I, I do actually think that Spurs will just about come up top here. But I think it's going to be, as Craig said, a really crazy game. Obviously, we've seen Spurs a 2 draw with Manchester United, a 4-3 defeat against Liverpool. And, uh, yeah, I think it's going to be another kind of game like that where we're going to see a really kind of unusual scoreline. So, uh, but I do like Spurs. Spurs the win here over two point five goals at thirteen
0: to eight. Okay. Then Wolves co host Aston Villa in a West Midlands derby. Now, Craig, both teams lost last weekend. Can the visitors reboot their European charge with an away win? Oh, it's of seven to five.
1: Yeah, th- this is a, a game where I'm going to sit on the fence because I really like, uh, really like doing that. I think this is going to be a draw. I think it's really, really fancy a draw in this one. I think there's a big difference between Wolves at home and away. So forget that loss that they suffered against Brighton. You know, big loss. Hopefully they've just sort of swept it under the carpet, forgot about it, move on. Um, But at home, they've won the last three games. They've beat Brentford, Crystal Palace and Chelsea. They've beaten them all with clean sheets as well. Um, Aston Villa, you know, as we've mentioned for a few weeks now, playing very well, playing some good football. They did lose away at Manchester United, but, you know, many teams do lose away at Manchester United. I think they can come here and perform well, but I just got a feeling that Wolves are going to be able to keep them out. Um, I don't think they'll break Wolves
0: down, so it's the draw for me. Twenty-three to ten. I, I really fancy the draw. Now, Jamie, there's something else to consider before kickoff. That is the fact that there's been under two point five goals in each of Villa's last three Premier League outings. With this in mm. mind, are you going to go for more of the same on Saturday? Odds of eight to eleven.
2: Yeah, look, I, I think this is going to be a really close one, but I do think it would just go the way of Aston Villa, so I will go for an Aston Villa win here. Um, obviously, in the last couple of shows, I've been mentioning Villa's really impressive defensive records. Um, and on the weekend, they face a, a Wolves side, who are third lowest for, for goals this season. They've scored just 29 times in 34 matches, so I think that Villa will kind of keep them to almost kind of winning to nil again here, um, so that, that's a potential bet, but uh, I do like the look of a Villa win to nil, which is just coming out on top um, and under 2.5 goals at 4-1 to one. so uh, that, that for me I think it's be a low scoring Miller win and uh, at that price I think that's quite a good bet.
0: Yeah I'd have to agree with that but now a couple of teams on double duty first up it's Liverpool versus Brentford so Craig ignoring midweek events what's the best bet you can offer the listeners here?
1: Yeah so Liverpool have won four in a row at the time of recording I do think they win on Wednesday so that'll be five and I think this game makes it six Um it's hard to give Brentford too much credit recently. They, they went on a bad run where we thought they were sort of petering out a little bit. They turned that around, but when they've turned it around, they've beaten Chelsea and Nottingham Forest. Um, you could make an argument for those two being two of the easiest games in the in the Premier League at the moment. I, I just think that Liverpool's going to have far too much different different sort of tests for Brentford this. I think Liverpool are going to be dominant as well. Um, Liverpool to be winning at half-time and then winning the game at full-time is 5-4. to four. Uh, I just think they're going to get an early lead and keep going and beat Brentford with with relative ease, really.
0: Top shot there, Jamie. Manchester City play host to Leeds on Saturday. I'd also like a best bet for the listeners from you, please.
2: Yeah, I'm going to go for the handicap market here, and I'm going to go for a minus three and a Man City win, uh, which you can get at five to two. Uh, Leeds have conceded the most goals in the league so far. Obviously, Sam Allardyce is coming in, so there is a bit of a risk there in terms of do they kind of pick up defensively? Are they better on the weekend? But... Um, Look, I think they're still a side who are just really struggling at the moment. Uh, They have conceded 18 times in the last five matches. And, you know, we we all know about how Man City and and kind of their goal prowess at the moment. They've scored 17 times in the last five. And uh, I think they're going to take full advantage of a Leeds defence who all over the shop at the moment. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go for a minus three handicap for Man City win at five to two.
0: OK, then, before we move on, I want a correct score bet from you both. It doesn't matter where it is in the world. I just want that outcome spot on. So, Craig, you're up first. What have you got for me? Yeah, it's a game we've just been speaking about,
1: actually. Um, me and Jamie are on the same lines regarding goals, but not with the result. I'm going to go for Wolves nil, Aston Villa nil. Um, I just think that this has got the makings of a nil-nil draw. As, as sort of, Jamie mentioned Wolves are not big scorers, um, but they are defending well at home. They've kept three clean sheets in a row at home, games that they've won. Aston Villa, good side, playing well. I don't think Wolves are capable of beating them. But at the same time, I do think Villa might struggle to break down this Wolves team. So,
0: yeah, nil-nil in that game, 8-1 for me. No goals there. But, Jamie, what correct score are you hoping for?
2: Mm, Yeah, recently we've seen some very exciting games at Anfield. Obviously, a 2 draw with Arsenal, 3-2 win versus Forest, and then a 4-3 win versus Spurs. Um, So, I think it's going to be another exciting game when they face Brentford. Uh, I'm going to go for a 3-2 Liverpool win this time. I think it's going to be, obviously, a Brentford team who come in in a bit of form as well. A side who have kind of really impressed this year. So, yeah, but I, I do think Liverpool will just come out on top here. They are a very different side at Anfield. They've been fantastic there this year. Obviously, it's their waveform that has really let them down and probably why they will just about miss out on the Champions League spots. Um, but, yeah, I think they will win here against Brentford. 3-2 uh, at 20-1. to
0: Big shout there. And, of course, check out freebets.com for the best insight and betting tips ahead of this weekend. Right, let's mop up some more Premier League headlines now. And first up, it's West Ham versus Manchester United. So, Craig, before Thursday's trip to Brighton, the Red Devils have kept a clean sheet in five of their last seven league outings. Is a win to nil, odds of three to one, too big an ask for Eric ten Hag's men? That That's not a bet that I like at all here. If,
1: if you sort of rewind to the start of the show, we were talking about Liverpool's top four hopes. And, and I'll say again, I don't think Liverpool will get in the top four. But if you're wanting to back Liverpool to get in the top four, now's the time to do it. I've already said I think Brighton will beat Manchester United on Thursday, and I think they slip up again at the weekend as well. I think they'll take a point from this game, but but no more than that. I think this is going to be a draw, another draw actually that I'm predicting. It's thirteen to five for the draw on its own. Um, I just think Manchester United will have enough points to get fourth place, but games like you know this is a tough run for them. Two two really tough away games um, in in the space of three days. I think they lose the first, and like I say, I think they draw the second. West Ham have been. Far, far better recently. Um, I don't fancy anything from them in midweek, but I do think they'll get something here. They're defending much better. And, and finally, I think from West Ham, we've seen a bit of more sort of attacking intent. Um, one of the players that I've sort of watched for years when he won in the Championship, Jared Bowen. And earlier on in the season, he, he was sort of not really doing much with the ball, but he looks dangerous every time he goes forward with the ball. Now he's running at players again. And he, he looked he just there's two or three other West Ham players doing it, but there's more intent about them. Um what I do what I would add, just if you want a bit more value in this, I think both teams will score in this one. It'd be a, a score draw. Um so draw on both teams to score it is ten to three here if you want slightly bigger than
0: the draw itself. Um but yeah, I think ultimately Manchester United only take a point. Now, Jamie, by the same token, is a win for United too big an ask? Because is their end of season gonna catch up with them? How does the Hammers in the double chance market at odds of eight to eleven sound to you?
2: Yeah, well, obviously, earlier in the show, I mentioned them dropping points against Brighton and for that kind of reason where I said they looked a bit leggy recently, obviously just getting over the line against Villa, throwing away a two-nit goal lead against Tottenham as well. But I do think maybe they deserve a little bit of credit for that. They've been on a fairly good run recently. They've gone five undefeated, um, obviously winning four of those games as well. A Villa side as well who have been really on the up recently and they've beaten them They have been missing some key players as well. Obviously, we know that without Varane and and Martinez, which is a big blow for them. So, I think in a way, they do deserve a bit of credit for that. Um, I said Brighton would come out on top in in their game, obviously, in midweek. But on the weekend, I think Man United will just about win here. I think this is a West Ham side who, yes, there's been a bit of a pick-up from them. But I think Manchester United will have enough to, to kind of get the win here. So. I think, there, there, obviously, there is that possibility um, for the reason we mentioned, where may, maybe United are leggy under the lights at London Stadium. But look, Man United come out on top versus Villa. Um, they've got some good results recently and uh, I think it'd be another win here. So, uh, I probably would say no to this bet.
0: In fairness, it's probably a bet that you make after Thursday, isn't it? I think the fact they've got Brighton tomorrow based on when we record now, you kind of you don't want to go too far into the future. So maybe let that settle and look at the odds again. But I don't know. I could see West Ham getting something. But as I say, wait and see on that front. But Monday sees three Premier League matches, and the first is arguably the most important. Nottingham Forest versus Southampton. Craig, it's currently even for the Forest win. Do you think Steve Cooper's men can pick up three massively important points at that price? I think they have to, Dan, to be honest. I think we're going to find out a lot about Nottingham Forest here.
1: For me, it's a must-win game for them. This is where they can get their points, and and they've got to take, they've got to take their opportunities when they come around. Um, we've seen them play better at home this season, so that's a big positive for them. Um, they're against the team who are, are bottom of the league and and almost gone. You know, we think Southampton are relegated, but you know, Nottingham Forest can really turn this into a a race between four teams where two stay up and two go down as such uh, by, by beating Southampton here. Wins are hard to come by for for all the teams at the bottom. You know, at this stage of the season, three points are huge because when you look at the likes of Everton, you look at, um, obviously, Southampton, you, you also look at Leeds as well. They don't look like winning games. So if Nottingham Forest can get three points, it's massive. Um, I just think that even as I think it's priced up about right, uh, I'll take Nottingham Forest to win this. I think it's an absolutely huge game. If they don't, then I think they're
0: in sort of grave danger of going down. I think this is a game they've got to win. I don't think a point's good enough. Now, Jamie, Southampton could all be but relegated if results go against them in this game. So, could you see one more twist in the relegation battle out of 13 to 5 for the away win?
2: Yeah, I don't. Um, I think they obviously come into this one winless in nine. Uh, They've lost 11 of their 17 away matches this season. Um, and they face a the Nottingham Forest side, who won their last time match 3-0 against Brighton. Um, and I think, you know, the City ground, I kind of mentioned it at the start of the season, this was going to be the place if, if Nottingham Forest were to stay up. You know, it'd be games like this where they, where they kind of will come out on top. And obviously the atmosphere there, we, we saw it last season when they beat the lights of Arsenal in the FA Cup. They had that good FA Cup run as well. And we saw, you know, when it comes to Premier League matches, under the lights, this was always going to be a tough place to go. Um, and obviously at home, they have been good, Forest. So, um Yeah, I think for Southampton, it's going to be more bad news for them uh, because I think Forrest will come out on top here.
0: Right, some more double-duty bets now. Craig, you're up first. Fulham versus Leicester. What is something that takes your eye before Monday?
1: Yeah, I think we'll see goals in this one. Um, Fulham sort of, as we mentioned before, playing without a care, really. Um, Leicester need to attack to get something from this game. You know, they do need to pick up points. In terms of a result, I do think that Leicester can take a point from this one. Um, so, so, again, it's a market I've mentioned before. It's draw and both teams to score. Um, this is 10-3. to 3. I think it's fair value. I don't think Leicester are capable of going to Fulham and getting a win. Um, you can argue that a draw might not be no good, depending on results between now and then. But I think they'll, they'll end up coming away with a point. Uh, but I do think it would be quite an open game. And I think both
0: teams will score in it if you want to add, add something else to the draw pick. OK, then, Jamie, you're off to the south coast. I'd like the best bet for Brighton versus Everton.
2: Yeah, I, I think it's going to be another Brighton win here. I mentioned, as I said, they'll beat Manchester United. Um, obviously, another home game here for them, um, and I'm going to go for a Brighton win under 2.5 goals at three to one. Um, Everton, of course, are just going to be fighting with everything they've got. Obviously, Sean Dyche now is is going to try to make them, you know, defensively sound as possible, and that's going to make this a low-scoring game for me. Uh, but Brighton, I think they've just got too much quality here. We saw them get that big win against uh, Wolves on the weekend. Um, and at the Amex, they've been really good this season. So, uh, yeah, I'm going to go for a Brighton win under 2.5 goals, 3-1. to one.
0: OK, before we go, we cannot overlook the Championship playoffs either. Craig, it's five teams fighting for two spots. You backed Sunderland to win last week. Can they go to Preston and have any chance of earning a top six finish with an away win odds of 10-11? to 11? Um, yeah, the, the sort of championship playoff race has been exciting for a, a number of weeks, and
1: Monday sees the end of it all when when the, t- the teams play the last game of the season. And um, I think it'll be exciting, but I think when you look at the teams who are involved and the teams who I, I think will win, um, I actually think the playoffs are just going to stay as they are and, and not have any changes at all. Um, I think commentary can get something at Middlesbrough because they'll rest players, and I think Mid- Millwall will beat Blackburn. So the rest doesn't actually matter. You know what Sunderland do here. I don't think it will have any impact. And, and the reason why I think they'll win is, obviously, they have got something to pay for. But Preston have just sort of dropped off the uh, last few weeks. They've given it their all to get into the playoff race. And they did, you know, if you go back sort of two or three weeks, Preston have got a decent chance of getting into the playoffs. But I think they fought so hard to get up there. When they've got there, they've just not had anything left to give. Uh, and the last two or three weeks, they've, they've been really poor. So I do think Sunderland win this game. But at the same time, I don't think it's actually going to matter because I think the teams above them will win as well.
0: Well, Jamie, let's talk about Coventry then because Coventry are fifth. They play a Mills side to a guaranteed fourth. Now, this may serve mm. to be a dress rehearsal for the playoffs itself, but only if the visitors win. So are you backing them to get over the line or to 13 to eight?
2: Yeah, well, look, I, I hope they do so because they've been on a really strong run. They've come into form just the right time commentary. Um, it's just one defeat in the last 15 matches. So, as I said, a really good sh- uh, run of form there. Um, this could potentially be a tough match. Still, obviously, against uh, a Middlesbrough side who have been really good under Michael Carrick, really impressed me. And I think they probably will be the side that go up through the playoffs. I, I just think they have been by far the, the strongest team in, in terms of that um, in, the, in the playoffs. Or, um, to finish in there... Um, but I think as well, as we have mentioned, with four plays kind of wrapped up, they have as well lost their last two, Middlesbrough. So I kind of give commentary a little bit the edge here. Um, I think this will end up being a draw, though, um, at odds of 11-4. to four. I think this is going to be a really exciting game still. Um, and as I said, I do think it will end in a draw.
0: OK, it's going to be a fascinating end of the season, a fascinating end to the show, because it's our final bit of business. It's the odds on threefold. We all pick a leg each. We buy it into an acker. We try and go for bets over 1-2, but less than evens, and let's see if we can get another winner over the line. So, Craig, you're up first. What have you got for me? Yeah, it's the Premier League for me, and it's
1: Liverpool to beat Brentford at 1-2. to two. Um, We're seeing an uplift from Liverpool. They're chasing down Manchester United for that top four, as we've mentioned throughout the show. I don't think they'll quite do it, but this is a game I do think they'll win. Uh, Brentford have won the last two as they, as they come here, but they, they, those games came against Chelsea and Nottingham Forest, so... How much you can actually put to that form is questionable, really. And they were very poor before that. Liverpool will offer far much more resistance here. Um, they're better defensively, a lot more intent going forward. It's not the Liverpool of old, but they resemble what we are used to seeing from Liverpool. Um, short odds, yes, but I think they're going to get the job done. So it's Liverpool to beat Brentford at the weekend for me. OK,
0: Jamie, what have you got up your sleeve?
2: Yeah, look, again, we just mentioned in, in Sunderland versus Preston, and uh, I think this will be a one that Sunderland will win. Uh, you can get that odds of 10 to 11. Um, I think the playoffs, as we mentioned, they're just going to be kind of so tight and it's going to be a really fascinating final day. Um, I'm, so I'm going to back Sunderland to kind of do their job and hope that either Mill will drop points or Coventry lose and, and they can kind of get those three points and, and sneak into the playoffs. Um, they face a Preston side, as we said, Dropped off a little bit, they've lost three of their last four, um, so I think Sunderland should be good for the win here at 10 to 11.
0: Well, unfortunately, Sunderland fans, I've got some bad news for you because I'm also off to the championship. Two teams that are in the battle for the playoffs. It's Millwall versus Blackburn as sixth play host to ninth in the table. The visitors have to earn maximum points to have any chance of earning a top six finish. The hosts may get away with a draw. While it's draws that ruin Blackburn's own bid for a playoff spot, five stalemates in the last six. And although Mill have been slightly indifferent themselves in that same uh, run of games, you get the feeling that with home advantage, it's just going to get the South Londoners over the line. And I've seen them putting that home advantage to good use, which means a playoff spot for Mill, thanks for three points. And I'll be saying thanks as my 17 to 20 pick gets over the line. Right, that brings us to full time. So I just need to do the admin before we wrap up. As mentioned before, if any of these bets take your fancy, make sure to visit the FreeBets website. And now I just need to thank my duo of top guests. Craig, thanks for joining me this afternoon. I hope you enjoyed that one. Yeah, thanks very
1: much, Dan. Um, I'm not on next week on the podcast. I'm off, so sadly I'm not here at the League uh, One and Two playoffs start, the Championship playoffs start next weekend as well. Probably, probably the week when I've got a bit of use about me, I'm not going to be here. Um, but very, very quickly, my picks for the playoffs will be Middlesbrough in the Championship, uh, sadly Bolton in League One, and Stockport in League Two. But they should all be very, very exciting. Uh, so, sort of ways to end the season. I think all all three leagues are very tight, but but those are the three teams that I will pick um, as soon as I'll, I'll miss the first legs next week.
0: Good shouts there. And, Jamie, thanks for your time and sharing your betting insights with me.
2: Yeah, thanks, Dan. And, yeah, again, just looking forward to kind of the weekend of action. Um, obviously, exciting at the, at the bottom of the Premier League at the moment. Really interesting to see who's going to go down and uh, obviously. Sam Allardyce coming into the Premier League, that's going to be interesting. Obviously, gets off to a very tricky start to life um, against Manchester City. So, that's going to be interesting to see what he can do there. Um, but, yeah, as I said, really exciting in that, in that department. Um, obviously, the championship and, and then the final day, that should be interesting to see who does get into the playoffs. As we know, always kind of so many twists and turns in the championship. And uh, I'm sure there'll be some on, on the weekend. So, uh, yeah, looking forward to the football this weekend.
0: Well, as I said at the start of the show, the Premier League never runs out of ways to surprise people. Maybe if you've got a pound lurking about, put it on Big Sam's Leeds to beat Man City. There, I've said it. But with that said, it just leaves me to say that my name's Dan Tracy. This is the Odds On Podcast. And until next time, goodbye.